Conan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Juice in the Morning. Actually, not back to the Juice in the Morning podcast. Welcome to the Juice in the Morning and BJ Robbins Project Podcast crossover event. This is the first time we've been back in the studio since the new year. It's a new year, new me. How are you feeling over there, BJ? Good. It's a beautiful Sunday in uh, southern central Indiana. Yeah, it's actually... it's. I guess it's cold, but it's at least sunny and nice outside. Yeah, I mean it's weird. We went from sixty to thirty a few weeks ago. That was un- we went from snow to almost wearing t-shirt and shorts. Yep. On. Oh, I remember Wednesday of this week, I was outside fixing brakes in my car. Yeah, so, and now it's it got a little bit colder today. Yeah, and you know I'm super pumped to be in here. Uh, Johnny was not able to be with us. <clears throat> he and I are. Uh, trying to figure out scheduling there's going to be maybe some changes coming to the juice in the morning podcast based on how often uh we record so just kind of keep an eye out for that but this is going to be a little bit more of a topical episode you know in the future things might change a little bit but uh to go off of that you know i've had a lot of stuff going on since we've been on the break because um you guys listening to the podcast probably you know there wasn't really a break we always released an episode on mondays um but this is something that's going to be a, uh, a different episode, kind of catching up. So, you know, I've been gone for a few weeks uh, just yesterday and the day before that. Uh, I got to do my first guest spot at a uh, open or not open mic at a comedy club. Uh, and uh, how was that? It was good. It was Gutty's Comedy Club here in uh, Greenwood, Indiana. If anybody uh, is interested in seeing some great stand-up comedians, um, it's a very inexpensive place to go. A lot of people I know um, are not super pumped about it when they hear that it is a dry comedy club when it comes to like beer and alcohol. Um, but what I would like to say is, is just give it a shot. Give it a try. If you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to go back. But at least give it a shot. Give it a try. There are a couple of uh, local business owners, Dennis Tooley and Steve Rivera, that are really putting it out there. And uh, it's a good time. I mean, we had a great crowd Saturday and Friday. <clears throat> For a lot of you listening that might have kids or, you know, a family oriented type event, you know, bringing them out there, you're not going to offend anybody uh, too bad, if that if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, because you want to be able to um, you want to have variety. It's kind of like listening to music or movies, any form of entertainment, um, you know, and, and think about it, though, if, if being younger and let's say you're six or eight years old and seeing someone up on stage tell jokes and you're like wow you get exposed to it early well and the good thing is um i want to say that the headliners that they get there it doesn't matter that they're clean and that they're family friendly they're funny so that's going to be entertaining to you regardless like even if you're taking your friends and your family and kids you're still going to have a good time because the comedians are funny and from my experience so far in comedy being clean is a lot more difficult so, you know, I'm not going to say that these guys are the best comedians in the world that are coming to this club, but they're very good and they're very entertaining and they know how to uh, put on a good show. So I had a good time. It was a blast. This month of January is going to be probably the busiest month I've ever had when it comes to comedy, uh, live entertainment in general, because I have these two shows and then I'm going to go up to Kettletop on Wednesday. Um, Hannah, is it's Rushline, correct? I think it's Rushline. 
how you say her name rothenstein <laughs> i want to get it correct because i want to give her a nice I, jewish because uh, <laughs> i know i know you guys on the movie review you need a producer to help you guys with the pronunciation of names and the worst part is and i agree with you <laughs> we're not gonna get too much off topic but like i'll read articles and then i'm like trying to like man i don't want to bore them by reading it and then like i'll skip words because i'm like my brain's going a million miles an hour my mouth can't keep up because if i'm not like trying to read something off of a like oh, yeah. email that i that i sent to myself and then i'm fine but if i'm like today in a marvel universe has decided to da, 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 i'm like oh yeah starring larry because i liked the the camille nanjiani it's like it took you guys a minute to get that guy yeah. the indian guy that's yeah. like shredded now yeah <laughs> i'm just like and, and it's funny because there's so many people with, that's why like characters name like oh yeah jim from the office and then we, we had to, i was like Arby, how do you say his last yeah, name john krasinski yeah <laughs> we're not friends I know. And so it's I exactly know, like we do a podcast i'm like yeah but i'm not like on entertainment tonight interview and if i interviewed him yeah i'm gonna know everything about him yeah so. It, no it's it's one of those things that i like though i enjoy it um when i'm listening to your guys's podcast is one thing that i enjoy from movie review but no um so going, going up there wednesday kettle top will kettle top like i said i've always praised kettle top so have you yep i'm gonna kyle practice Buck. Ho hosting again uh, hopefully uh, you listen to this, kyle you look marvelous my man yeah he's actually dude uh he got some headshots done on i uh, saw facebook. those i saw saw him on facebook he didn't get them done for facebook but i saw him and he looks almost like a completely different person to me from the first time i met him like i mean yeah it's it's kind of funny he kind of looks like a uh a handsome guy and I, not that he wasn't handsome before but the uh the weight loss is really treating him well i still have the best headshot of all time yeah I, I like it a lot so <laughs> i have two of them i have one like for, i'm gonna send him if i ever interview for a job yeah the one in the suit and be like oh this guy's <laughs> and then it's like you're just gonna fake him it's, out. Like, it's like first day of work and then the other picture is like three years <laughs> yeah actually like uh it's like my presidential like i voted president and then like you see me at four years in office that's what yeah. you look like so <laughs> the transition of all yeah. the stress and all of that stuff so that should mean calvin and devon should be up there also then yep. on wednesday which which um i hope they're there i plan on doing my i might i have a store in anderson i might do my visit on wednesday mm -hmm. to anderson that'd be awesome um i'm supposed to be i think i'm supposed to be off today either way i can go up and visit the store and then just hang out afterwards yeah, that'd be awesome i haven't decided whether i'll go up here and, and tell some fun jokes or not i haven't I haven't decided um i saw you tweeted a joke and made me laugh really yeah. hard so well that that joke is it the uh the dad joke the, 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 yeah well you helped me write that <laughs> I know. you remember that and i told that i told I, that uh, at gutties over this weekend and i did it did really well but the i was more proud of you using something that i did than me using it yeah. if that makes sense right because i was told by somebody um i think it was foxworthy and bottoms up oh yeah um why well, I'm blanking right at this moment. Uh, Very attractive man. Yeah. The. Uh, but he said, you know, Springer, Josh Springer. Yeah. He God, said, why he, did I he do said, that? Like, if you're going to write, you still need to go up. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all right. So, no, it was good. And uh, what's really funny is I told that joke Friday. Not too much laughter, more like, oh, <laughs> and then, but then I told it Saturday and it worked a lot better. Yeah. Um, and it's also because I, fi I figured out the timing of how it felt to say it and um it went it worked a lot better and i showed my wife and i was like look at this tweet and i sound so i sound so stupid saying it now but like <laughs> look at this tweet she's like yeah i was like hey i helped write that and she's like oh that's awesome and i was like like <laughs> like well i told somebody or no I, I read somewhere um somebody saying something like uh 
trying their jokes out on social media. And so I think I'm going to start trying to do that a little bit because they said that you can, it's kind of similar to open mic where you can kind of get a, a feel for the reaction to what you're saying. So I think I'm going to do that a little bit more on Twitter just to see if I can, I can uh, get a little bit of uh, momentum going on something. Um, but yeah, so we've got that on Wednesday and then Saturday, January 11th, rain tree in. Um, I'm kind of like nervous about that show because there's a lot of, uh, it's it's kind of east of Indianapolis, kind of cl- not close per se to where I grew up, but close enough that a lot of high school and college friends might be coming out that I haven't seen in nine, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, because we have Brody Miller. Yep. We have uh, obviously Devon Shoemaker, Calvin, Calvin Turner, Turner yep. yourself. Yep. Griffin Shira. Griffin Shira, who's from my hometown. I yep. say it every time. Um, a little weird kid. Yeah. He's, but he's funny. No, that's why I love about yeah, him. He's good. Like, like every time I'm around him, he's so weird. And I was like, dude, you're like, it makes me feel like, uh, it reminds me of myself. I'm like, you're from that small town. Yeah. And you move to like somewhat of a city and you're like, like you, everybody's like, where are you from? Like Seymour is like, Seymour what? And you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> Um, or somebody tries to like give you a joke about Seymour, Indiana, and you've probably already told it or um, thought of it yourself for years. Yeah, yeah and it's kind of like being named BJ, and then someone's like, hey, by the way. But it is 2020, bitches. We are back. Uh, the Smugcast had a, a Christmas episode that I also liked quite a bit. No, yeah, and that was a lot of fun. It was me. Um, it was awesome to hear. This is his. This is this is who he's related to. Oh Griffith. shit! That's Rip Rogers when he was Jack, dude. That guy was a Jack, dude. Yeah. And then, oh my god. And he's trained some of the. He's trained some of the. And I have that shirt too. I might wear that on Saturday. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. He wanted. He. Um, he definitely doesn't look like that now, but I guess that's what time and age but, does. Too. Well, that's what he looks like now. Yeah. Right yeah. there. He's probably still a strong dude. I but. worked I worked for him when he worked for Ohio Valley Wrestling. That's he would hire me, uh, Dan Garza, who did a smugcast a long yeah. time ago, and hire me. I would do their music. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And um, he won, and he hit me up on Facebook. It's like you should have one of your hometown guys on your show. Mm-hmm. So I text him, and he's like, "Yeah, I just do phone interviews." And I was like, "That's just difficult to do." We could still do it. I'm It'd like, be, we're in the same yeah, town, bro. Exactly. It's not that far away. Because. Rip actually works out on Pillington Pike, and I'm like, dude, that's only like 25 minutes from where we're recording. Right. So, um, well, we also are going to eventually have Dennis Tooley and Steve Rivera from Gutties in here. Yeah, it's just all about scheduling because they're like five minutes down the road. Yeah, and then that's, and I mean, a lot. Of, it's funny how when we first also first started doing podcasts, and then like we grew, Smutcast grew when I started doing open mics. And then we started getting local comics on, and then people like, oh wow, like I know I've seen that person. So branching out, definitely branching out of that stuff going to help a lot, especially with hosting and then doing the show mm-hmm. in Newcastle. And then it's good to see Calvin and then Devon and everything. And because I know you guys have been doing a lot of roast battles. Yeah, roast. <clears throat> we, we'll get into that in the in a minute because I have it on my notes. What I wanted to really speak on, though, with the Smugcast uh, episode that you guys did for Christmas, was it was really uh, refreshing to hear you. I feel like excited, like the energy that you had for that episode. Which I'm not saying that you don't have that kind of energy sure. with with the movie review and the BJ Rod- Robbins project. It's just a different kind of energy. It goes from. Um like playing a character so you take yourself and we've always said many times you, you turn yourself up to 10 yeah 
I mean, right away, we're dogging on you and um, Dustin. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, if AP ever wants to do anything, just come at me. I've got a lot more confidence than I did when I first did the Smugcast with you. And then here's the funny part is I'm, I, I'm such a weird visual person. So if you say something to me, like, I, I imagine in my head, and I just imagine, like, minivans at a school beating each other with, like, the, the fanny packs. I'm just like, dude, that'd be a funny video. Like, people holding you back like a promo video. And I also know, I mean, if Dustin's listening to this, I'm just going to destroy him. I've got at least two or three pages written right now, and I don't really feel like I have to do anything except for practice it and edit it a little bit. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to get up on stage and take him out now. I think he's going to, and I feel like the experience getting on stage is going to help me a lot over him, but then I also realize that he is a principal of a school, so he is probably in front of people a lot and he speaks in front of people a lot yeah. so he probably feels comfortable doing that he's the type of person that would get you in a dark room and do weird things <laughs> you're like you're like um mr robbins to the principal's office please like oh no no <laughs> you're terrified to go no. there <laughs> but no i like i said um having you ap and mondo was just was just fun it was fun to listen to and i appreciate you guys doing it i i look forward to you guys getting together um it'll be next you know, one will be in march when i turn 40 yeah that'll be awesome so um we'll probably do so like we'll do that we'll probably do one a quarter yeah um because i know ap's doing the real estate videos and then um he's still like we were, we were working on things yesterday and then he told me today like i want to get more into video a little bit more i'm gonna we got to get back to my goal here by the end of march is to have all the videos back up here so every yeah. episode we do we can have it on video because i talk pe- with the crowd that kind of thing. well people missed it a little bit too yeah. i mean they miss interacting with the show because and that's another way and here's a tidbit if you want to grow your podcast is put it live and then you interact with the people that are coming in i mean because think about it like if you're watching um one of your favorite shows or something you like listen to and you can interact with the people who do it and like uh, then i think that helps out a lot more like i mean with uh bob and tom back when i was like a huge bob and tom fan when i was a kid yeah i kind of well and i even listened to him when i was like in my mid-20s when i was working at biolife because there would be consistent like weeks in a row where i would be going in at 5 a.m and i had like a 45 minute drive and i wasn't really listening to podcasts as much then then it was just literally i listened to the adam carolla show and like fantasy football podcasts but mine was uh i, I couldn't get past mr obvious man i loved me mr. too i mean that was my favorite stuff right there the animal in the uh, garbage disposal my favorite my favorite mine was the dishwasher yeah you mean miguel's dead <laughs> i don't remember that one was so basically the, the he called <laughs> he called about his dishwasher and then he goes through the whole thing yeah. chick mcgee i mean that was i mean and then i really loved the uh i loved the uh guy and his wife like the contractor mm-hmm. and like walking in on his wife or whatever and he said he forgot his, his plumb bob yeah. or whatever <laughs> he was he was mis- misplaced his measuring tape or something and then the other one was uh he, he the lights were out and he's trying to find a flashlight and he finds her dildo and he's like well you know she's very helpful she always goes out of town and she's helping pull a train yeah <laughs> so and then obviously with jess hookers on there fills in for christy lee i tried to listen to that when she's on yeah obviously but but when you were talking about the interaction i used to uh tweet them a lot or like 
message them via like face whatever they were using for their interaction with their crowd and they read something that i had said on there like forever ago and like when i was listening that like gave me that like oh they they said what i was like talking about that's awesome like that's that's why crowds like that and that's why uh fans or networks or communities of people that follow your show they do like that yeah and that's what social media is supposed to be used for um so i mean even like uh, and i was thinking about this earlier just like last night the patriots lost right and 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 i'm not a colts fan so i i I didn't feel the pain of all the patriots losing but just the curse words used towards the patriots and tom brady and i'm like holy cow are you that invested yeah are you that bitter because that's what's really funny is you could year from now have him on our team yeah, and it's so, and I heard those rumors. I don't too. think it's going to happen. No. But no, but what I was—it's a possibility. What I was thinking was, is are you that you're not even that invested in your life? People's lives are extremely miserable because they are obsessed with a team that's not even the team that they're into. No, people people are upset about things that are out of their control, right? I'm, I've been trying to live by control. What you can control, you can't control the weather. Yep. You, you, you can't control. I mean, you can kind of control your lifestyle a little bit. I mean, if you get sick, you get sick. You right. need to go, like, you know, the certain things. But, like, you can't control. If your car breaks down or someone hits it, you know, control what you can control. But people get upset about so many things they can't control. Yeah, especially especially in the sports world. But, I mean, uh, my one of my football coaches, that was his, like, big mantra that he lived by for the for the high school football team was control what you can control. So what can we control? We can control how hard we train, how hard we, you know, practice, how hard we study, that kind of thing. So it's an interesting thing that people really get that focused on it. Um, You know, the, the Patriots didn't really ruin my life personally. Me neither. And the other thing that I noticed on social media was, is this is um, transition topical. Yeah. Um, is like how people are fired up for the war yeah i've got that in my notes world war three memes like but like i was going through and reading some um i was going through not the me me i saw the memes i also was reading like just the absolute hate um that people <laughs> people have for like even blaming like past um past presidents or whatever yeah and it just it just makes me laugh because um, um, there's some of these that are. Uh, I just think it's hilarious how not serious people are taking it. Oh, here's here's back to the Patriots thing. Th- these are some from Facebook. Where's all those Patriots fans? Oh, probably crying like Brady now. LOL. Patriots fans must must have had too much air in it. LMAO. Bye bye Patriots. Made my night. I was just like. Um, and then get into the World War Three yeah. meme. One of this says, "Dear Iran, I'm not Obama." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," and um, and then another one says, "And all those idiots want Trump out. He's taking care of damn business. Blow them off the damn planet." Boom, Mike. So we're we want people to die. <laughs> Like I'm not saying, um, but it's back to like the internet. Like people are are keyboard warriors. They wanna they wanna say how they feel, but they really don't feel that way. And then if the, they had to, if if they were the ones having to press that button and eliminate people, they would not do it. Yeah, it it, it is um, it is uh, it is unsane. It is insane. Like some of the things that like just people are are posting for 
like World War Three, and I'm just like, or I just not World War Three, but obviously that's a trending. Yeah, that's the trending hashtag. As soon as that all happened, well, an Asian sensation would put "fuck the Patriots, fuck Brady," and he tagged someone in it, and I'm like, Jesus. Um, but that's always funny to mess with the people that are fans. Yeah, that that is funny. But I was just like, I was like, man, there sounds like there's a lot of hatred behind that. <laughs> I was like, I could, um, I was like, but I, in in anybody like because i'm not a patriots fan i have respect for all the stuff that they've accomplished over the years but it was not i will not say that i was not almost giddy that the last pass that tom brady threw potentially for the new england patriots was a pick six i was pretty happy about that i was excited because i was like oh man the years of greatness but time and uh age get us all yeah, I mean, it happens to the best of us. Because um, that whole game, like, even though there was, I think, 15 seconds left in the game, they're on the one-yard line, you're still thinking, this. there's still a chance for them. They just have to get about 50 yards, 60 yards, 70 yards, something like that, and then they can kick a field goal. And you're like, it's almost uh, <clears throat> in your brain, you know that this. there's no way that this would happen. No, but you're also thinking in the back of your head. We've seen the Patriots do crazier things in the past, so I think I think the the amount of hate and all the crazy stuff that you're seeing on social media is that final release of this might be finally over. That we have to see this all the time for people that are not fans of the New England Patriots. That might be why we're seeing it. Another thing that I wanted to throw out there was the algorithm of social media and the algorithm of like uh, Amazon, Netflix, all of that stuff. Do you think a lot of the stuff we're seeing is because we've tried to see it before? So, so you've clicked on stuff maybe that Facebook thinks you want to see all of these hate posts against the Patriots. Yeah. I I just think it's easier to just post, post hate or whatever. And here we've come to a society now where it is, we're, we will applaud like kill them all but yeah it's like oh you guys want insurance no like no like you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. like no one's standing up for like hey we all need to, to regulate the insurance company so you know how many people don't have insurance and how many people can't afford to go to the doctor won't go to the dentist and do all these things that normal people like we should have but it's like we raised the smoking age to 21 yeah like it's like all right what are we doing? What I mean, and then you could go to war at eighteen, but you can't have a heater. Come yeah, on. the smoking age is interesting. It's just a weird thing that it kind of just got, it I just, think, thrown in there. Yeah, like I got last carded minute. the other day, and I'm like, what? Yeah, and you know, um, I was pissed. I was, Speedway and them, like, hey, we just have to have your ID to make sure you're 21. No, and I get it, but the law is if anyone looks under the age of 30, 27, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 40. At some point in time, it becomes like. And I looked at her, I'm like, you didn't card me before. She's like, well, I have to now. So I go, okay, it's the, okay to break the law before, but now it's not. Right. And, I was just, <laughs> and she goes, what? And I'm like, I'm just saying is you're doing your job and I respect it, but be consistent. Yeah. And I'm just interested to see how that works. Like, I mean, how, I mean, it is, it is in law. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to stop kids from getting anything. It didn't stop kids for, under 18 from getting cigarettes. I knew many kids that I grew up with in high school and, um, all that stuff they got smokes before they were 18 i know plenty of people that started when they were 12 13 14 15 years old 
No, I know. So what's 21 going to, I mean, it's just, they're going to get it a different way. Yeah. It, it's just weird. And cause you go through and, and, and people are so quick to pull up memes. It's like in order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. That was from, um, yeah. A long time ago. Trump tweeting that out. Oh Yeah. And the funny part is another meme. No, honey, you have to finish at your Afghanistan before you have any Iran. <laughs> that's but, a funny one. But that's a, like, I honestly want to say that the memes half of it is kind of funny to me. It's kind of funny to me that something major in the world can happen. And everybody's first thought is like, how can we make this funny? One of them is it has a picture of like the housewife. <laughs> yeah. And it's this guy speak to the manager of Iran. <laughs> But it's just, it, it is, it's it's good. I, I actually like that, but also at the same time, it freaks me out that we're taking something so serious and it's not serious. Like, they're not worried We about haven't it. seen people this up in arms, um, like like people that are 18 to like 25 since like 9-11. And I remember because they were like, whoa, they're going to make us go institute the draft because I was 21 years old at yeah. that time. And, and, you know, a couple of my friends talked about it or whatever, and I was just like, I mean, it was like, now we're going to, and the funny part is, uh, TC Ian Palmer, he was, um, he posted a thing that, uh, they just found a bunch of new oil. Oh yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, what's up? Yep. 40, what? 40 billion barrels yeah. or 40 billion. And then Iraq's about to kick his out. Like, yeah, you need to go. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, and all our allies are like, Hey, <laughs> wait a second. You know? So I, I, I uh, I read something which, once again, you need to take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt. Nah. But I, but I read something that said something like, um, we have a president and there are advisors that put together these action plans and they put together, like, say, they give you three routes that you can go with this. And the the third route is always, like, the most wildly outrageous route to make the other two more plausible that you could like, Oh, I'm going to pick that one because it's clearly not the outrageous one, but it's, you know, kind of what the advisors want to do. And somebody posted and said, we have a president in the white house now that's going to definitely be possibility to choose that most outrageous route, which is what, you know, every they're, they're referencing the, the blown up of the guy. Yeah. And we made him a martyr and then people are like, well, he killed a bunch of people. And I'm just like, I'm not saying who should live and who should die. That's not my job, right. but, but now, and, and to, but we're quick to say we were quick to plod like people die in period. If we don't like them yeah. at all, they're like, yeah, kill them all. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure there's quite a few nice Iranian people out there. No. And then we're put and then we're putting more and more troops in harm way. And, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. But this is what they signed up for. Like, was it? But then, you know, it's, it's, it is back to the social media culture and the time that we live in. People are flip-flopping on stuff left and right because what was it when Obama was in office, all we preached about was getting our troops home. Then the same people that were, you know, preaching bring them home are under Trump and like, yeah, go fight for freedom and fight for America. But in the funny part, is like, we're going to come over there and we're going to install democracy. And they're like, um, that'll fail within, you know, a month after we leave. Yeah. As of right now, Iran ends all commitments to the 2015 nuclear deal. Um, breaking Iran. will. this is two hours ago. Iran will not longer abide by any limits, uh, 
of its 2015 nuclear deal per state TV comes three days after the killing of Kwasam Sohamahana. <laughs> I did that for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last thing we need to do is just, I think there's, I have to look it up. I think the U.S. has been in some kind of conflict almost 90, 85, 90% of its existence. Right. Yeah. Some kind of conflict. Something weird. It's a it's a high-level stat like that. Well, I mean, war is, I mean, we make a bunch of money off war yeah. for some reason. Well, and it, it just stimulates. It stimulates stuff that, you know, that I don't really know much about. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, I remember being in eighth grade, um, seventh or eighth grade, and his name was Kleber. Um, he's a basketball coach and I raised my hand and I said hey if we ever have a World War 3 where would it be at and mm. you got to think I'm 39 so I was was that 12 11 yeah. 12 he said it would be in the Middle East think well, about yeah. that that long and there was no really I mean we had the the first that place has been in that kind of conflict for what is it hundreds thousands of years yeah yeah it's because Jesus walks <laughs> I'm sure we could get a great little uh, diatribe by Dead Man if he was in here right now about all of that going on with the uh, the religion aspect of it. Yeah, um, Iraqi Parliament votes to end U.S. troops' presence in the country. That was four hours ago. Yeah, Jimmy Christmas. Really, I don't know. I just I hope for the best for anybody that's going over there from the United States. Um, I hope everything just kind of goes the way it should go but at the same time i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna get drafted to go over and do anything and it's like a wise man once said when they invade johnson county we'll be good <laughs> there you go who said uh, that um so i worked with two vietnam vets um and seymour decker mm-hmm. brothers and they were both in vietnam and john would tell us hilarious stories about being in vietnam yeah well and, that- and, and he said and then his older brother tim who owned the business very successful businessman graduated from kelly school of business and mm-hmm. then went to thunderbird like all, like pretty intelligent guy he's like yeah if they ever invade jackson county then i'll worry about it until then he's like it is what it is yeah i just hope for the best for everybody and i i don't i can't tell the future so i don't really have a whole lot to say on it other than you know good luck to us and good luck to the i want to find a fallout shelter though somewhere man i've wanted to build one of those since i don't even know i i I just thought of it as being a cool thing, but it might actually come in handy. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I noticed a lot and that's rolled over to 2020, obviously that's a hot topic with Iran. And the other thing that's rolled over in 2020 is still the gun debate is even hotter than ever yeah. because of the Texas shooting where the guy, Oh yeah. The, the guy that took down the shooter. Yeah. And the guy that took out the shooter, I guess he owns a gun range mm-hmm. and he's trained. He's or trained. He's a very, right. clearly he's a good shot. Thank, he got him in the head. One shot. Thank God he was there. Obviously Jesus. Um, and, uh, well, here's my only question is, is there's, there's, uh, people always say, uh, um, and there was a case, uh, up in Detroit where someone robbed the place and the clerk shot back at him and, you know, and, someone was saying the posting those stories and they're like well that's why everybody should be armed you know it's our god-given right constitution and then i said to someone i was like hey if you believe in god then don't you need to believe it's if it's your time it's your time right so if you have a gun or not does it matter plus do you want larry in the church to pull out his gun and start shooting rant my worst case scenario was if that guy <laughs> pulled out if someone pulled out their gun they start firing they kill like 17 innocent people <laughs> We got him though. I'm like, oh great. 
So this must be the strategy. I mean, that's of, the UPS thing. The UPS van that like got supposedly taken over by yeah. thieves, and the cops shot like. 300 rounds into the UP. I don't know. I'm making all this up, but I remember the story and they killed like a bunch of innocent people, but yeah. they got the, they got yeah. the robbers that were taking maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of TVs. And it reminds me, it reminds me of a married with children episode where Al's trying to kill the rabbit in his garden and he has up blown up his house. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get that one thing, but I'm going to destroy everything in the presence. <clears throat> but no, that I, what we had kind of like to switch off of the, the, uh, the political stuff. Um, you guys do the movie review podcast. Um, yes. And I, in this break that we've had, have watched a lot of movies and television. I went and saw The Rise of Skywalker on Christmas Eve. Or, yeah, Christmas Eve. I watched it Christmas Day. Yep. It was uh, it was fantastic. I actually really enjoyed it. I did, too. I really did. I um, went in like a nine-year-old kid. You saying that on your movie review podcast... I liked it because that's exactly what I felt like. I was like, I'm going to go in with zero preconceived notions, even though some bitch ruined a part of it for me. Like, not a lot because I can see spoilers and I can hear spoilers and I can still go in and enjoy something. But I'm still very, very angry that somebody that I don't know on social media, this was... I would say close to verbatim her tweet or post on social media. I'm back on my bullshit bitches. I'm going to ruin star Wars for you. And like, I tried to stop reading, but like your mind's already moving through the post. And she said, um, Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. That's awful. Like, and so I saw that and I immediately like tried to block it out of my mind, not think about it, not worry about it. <clears throat> Luckily, um, if you're listening to this, sorry if that's a spoiler, but I mean, you find out about it the first five minutes of the movie. So it's not like it's not like it really ruins the movie for you. No. And like I said, it doesn't ruin the movie for you. But there's like we talked about on the show. If you read the Darth Vader comics, it actually says that Palpatine actually created Anakin. Yeah. And it wasn't like he didn't have a father. Right. So that's one of the theories when he goes back through it, which would make sense because Anakin was torn the whole side time between, cause he was supposed to balance the force. Can I, can I give you my, or not give you my, I'm going to give you like an idea or like a question that I had though at the end of it, because throughout the whole through line of all the movies, there always needs to be a balance in the force. Yep. If she eliminated Palpatine and all that stuff, where's the balance? Like she eliminated the basically the dark side. Yeah, that was the balance. So that's so mm -hmm. it's supposed to always just be good. But then if you think about it, there was even like a storyline throughout these Star Wars sagas that the Jedi became almost like uh cocky and like too powerful yeah 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 so then where does that balance come from i mean are they going to explore that in the future movies well i mean she was the, as of right then and there she was the last and and that's what that's another thought that i had right afterwards was basically she is the balance because she's kind of the mix between the dark and the light yeah so yeah i mean because she had a lot of dark and and then obviously one of the things i just read um disney made him put in that kiss of her and Kylo. That, and Kylo? That was, yeah, he didn't have that in there. They, I didn't think that was weird. A lot of people's, like, I've seen, uh, and it, even my, like, little brother and sister went and saw it with us. They were like, that was kind of weird that they did that. And I was like, 
I don't know if it was weird. It was kind of a very emotional moment. I thought it kind of, I thought it kind of worked. Yeah, it, but I mean, what did you think supposed about to be? It? Did it, you not like it? I was like, it, it, it served it. It, I mean, because it was supposed to bring together. But the funny part is, you have he's the, obviously Ben is the this the son of Leia yep, and, and, Han. and Han, right? And she's the granddaughter of Palpatine, right? So it's not like she is the other like it was just it's weird. not like luke and leia though yeah. where they were like there was that un yeah. underground like ten- sexual tension between a brother and sister i'd rather had them and obviously in, in the last guy or the last jedi he had his shirt off and stuff like that but i almost thought it was like how you had darth vader trying to get luke to come to the dark side right so i thought it might be one of those where they'd actually I was hoping they would somehow be a more connection right. than besides just the force. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that this is, I guess, somewhat political since I said we were going to kind of steer away from that. Um, did you find it strange that they are panning through the celebration and it's almost like the panning stopped and focused on a lesbian kiss during the end of the, the movie? Because well, I found that I found that off-putting and not in a way that <clears throat> I care at all about homosexuality. Like I don't care. That's cool. Do whatever you want to do. Doesn't affect me. They kind of, but well, it felt like it was forced, and it felt like it was like you are panning across all of this, celebrating all this greatness, and it's like you stopped on that, and then you moved on and did it again, like where it, nothing else was very focal and then they complained that the the trans the first the transgender in there did not get enough lines in the movie really who was i didn't notice that um it is um now you got me stuck here <laughs> um it's it's the age she she's the asian that's with um is it um she's the one that kisses finn finn yes Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that she was transgender. I think that's that is the case, and and people are like, um, like, well, what's why'd you cut all her lines out? And I'm like, come on, right? Well, and I just i I don't think it has to be a focal point. Like, if you want to make it part of the art and part of the the film that we're seeing or something like that cool that's fine but it when you do it in a form that feels like you're forcing something upon us in a political stance i'm not a fan of it it's i mean we've talked about it on the podcast thousands of times when you make something a big deal i'm usually not a fan of it like if you're going out of your way to make something a big deal i think it's kelly marie tran is her name okay i and i just looked it up i i might be wrong um i just want to make sure because i don't like to like to point stuff out uh yeah because they were upset that uh just undercut star wars writer's excuse for reducing a role fine um maybe she, oh she's not where did i think she was transgender for i don't know <clears throat> but i just know that i didn't think that her character was super strong anyways. well and if you the and if you were on Twitter, you saw um, the stars of the show because their things are contracts are up. Yeah. Um, like Finn went on Twitter and was just being 
like saying what he wanted to say it was pretty funny so did he say anything like controversial um a little bit yeah because i i think um he was finally had enough of all the fans which i get yeah but i mean back to just talking about the film the fans ruin everything with star wars i will tell you that like the people that are diehard star wars fans no typically no, ruin it no and i get it and then i and they do i mean because the people can't grow up well, I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't John Boyga. John Boy- Boyega. 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 Yep. yep. Um, I, I could even be saying that wrong. That's just what I've heard before is the John Boyega. Um, but I, I can't see why people can't allow something to evolve and change. Yeah, he wrote um, Star Wars Romance and he showed the. And then. Um, he showed that uh, Ben and um, I'm sorry, Kylo Ren and uh, them like he shows their Star Wars romance. He shows a picture of them where she stabs him and they fight and they're fighting and then they kiss at the end. He's like, I guess that's a Star Wars romance. <laughs> you, you know what else I'm I'm frustrated by? We were ne- we never got any resolution to what finn was gonna say to ray when they were sinking through the sand well did you, which i'm pretty sure it was you know gonna be i love you kind no, of thing no what was it gonna be no he was finally gonna admit that he's he's part of the force but that's I what jj like Abr- moment i don't think that that's what he would be saying though yeah but he was already in love with the train actors right, that's yeah. true but, but it, it that he that he kind of hid because he was the only stormtrooper who was able to get out of the brainwashing, right? Except for the other yeah. one that he met, which I yeah. think they're going to make a spinoff TV show, I bet. Um, his contract's up. Not with him, but with okay. that woman that he talked to that <clears throat> said, you know, they went through that conversation like it almost it was a feeling that you could get, like mm-hmm. that you guys all just decided to, you know, change your, you know, ways. Yes, and get out. she highly. Like, yeah. I think that would be cool. So he, I think he was that he was, he, he, he was a part of the force. Yeah. And then I think that, or that he could at least feel it and sense it and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Or, or he sensed their death or sensed yeah. something or whatever. But I just, the Chewbacca death scene was cheesy to me. They should have, they should have let it go. Well, yeah. I'm not, I, I hate to say that because he's one of our beloved characters, but they should have let him just, like, I knew when that happened, I was not even stressed because I, I literally looked at Jen when that uh, ship exploded. I was like, there was two ships. When they were like dropping off the troops, I was like, there's yep. two ships. He's on the other one. Lo and behold, what, five minutes, 10 minutes later, you see Chewie in like handcuffs. Yep. So I was like, I, I kind of just was, I was disappointed in that. I think you have to be able to lose characters to make something, yeah. make something a little bit more meaningful. But I was a huge, but we're, we're saying a lot of these negative things. Overall, huge fan of it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing negative about it. And I had a good time. Had Billy, I can't wait for it to come out and I can watch it again. Yeah, Billy D. Williams, which was great. Yes. Oh my gosh. And to kind of like keep in the same uh realm, did you finish the Mandalorian? Uh no, but like he actually says in a tweet, no, Finn wasn't going to say I love you before sinking. He actually went to his Twitter and said, Boyega said that? Yep. Well, that's good. At least that's good. He was going to say, I'm sinking, and he put exactly so. He, play, he played it <laughs> off a little bit. No, I've not watched The Mandalorian yet. 
Um, but you've seen a couple of episodes, right? No, Not I just, I've seen the synopsis of it. Everything like that you got to watch it. It's good. Yeah, I just there's a couple of episodes that kind of drag, but but I've been wa- I've been watching a different series, uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Somebody told me about it last my night. Wa- my wife watches I haven't it. Watched it yet? So um, I had went to bed early or not really early i was laying in bed passed out and i woke up and i was like what is this and i was like wow this is really good mm. so um i started watching it and then like it's a oh, man it has has plus it was a plus it has a killer cast in it i mean it has tony shalhoub i like tony shalhoub uh monk monk uh, kevin pollock who's is actually a comedian but he does great impressions kevin pollock i think i've seen him he was. I in, would know him if the I whole, saw his face. Yeah, yeah, you remember the whole nine yards? Mm-hmm. He was in that one, and then he was also in, oh, Tom Cruise movie. Um, wow. <laughs> um, with Jack Nicholson and the 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 one the you want the truth movie. Oh, a uh, few good men. Yeah, he was the other lawyer. That's so Kevin Pollock. What I want to do with you in RB too is I want to go when you guys do a movie podcast sometime. I want to jump on and I want you guys to come up with a list of movies that you don't think I've seen so that I can take that list with me and watch them. Because I think there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. It also has Alex Bornstein in it, who does, obviously, who's from Family Guy, The Voice. Oh, who's he, The Voice? Uh, he's probably multiple people from that's, Family Guy, isn't he? That's a she. Oh, oops. Is uh, it Lois? Yeah. She's a voice artist, comedian, writer, producer. She's known for voice in Lois Griffith on the animated oh. comedy series Family Guy, for which received a primetime Emmy Award for multiple okay. n- nominations. But yeah. Who's who's the uh, lead actress, though? I know she's like... Uh, the lead actress is um, Rachel uh, B-R-O-S-N-A-H-A-N. Brosanahan. Brosanahan. <laughs> I have no idea. That one I can't even help Bro. you with. Because um, she actually shows her boobs in the first episode for people who really need a reason to watch it. <laughs> Are they good boobs? Uh, she's 29 years old. So they're all right. Yeah. No, my mom said that uh, she just really, my mom enjoyed it. Um, it's something I should check out, though, because if it, I mean, that's I'm kind of diving into the world of stand-up. So, my, and she is funny. Yeah. Like, like she, So it, that's what I, like my mom was saying that yesterday. Do you do you feel great about it because you know that there's writers probably writing that for her, or do you think she's also in the involved in the writing process? Oh, I don't know, but her. Or, or do you think it's just her, the delivery is her great. delivery, her timing, and then and then there's like one episode where she's just starting out and she's going to um she gets a paying gig yeah and and they keep bumping her and bumping her and bumping her um the spotlight guy went home. And she's just ripped through all those male comedians. Yeah. And then the club owner just gets in her shit. Like, you can't do this. These guys come here, draw money. And, mm-hmm. and so it, it was just, well, and also it was mentioned to me that the back in that day and that era, you could get arrested for saying certain things. Is that, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's true. <clears throat> if you're coming in and saying something that shouldn't be said on stage. Yeah, and then during well, she there's some you got to remember during the, it's set back during like the Lenny Bruce time yeah. when he's first starting out. Like women are not supposed to talk a certain way. You can get and like you can get a ticket and go to jail for talking a yeah. certain way. That's that's how it was. It's interesting. And you you want to know something that I really really 
thoroughly enjoy about stand-up comedy what's that is that it is the art form that the united states is like the people that brought it to the forefront like that brought it into existence if that makes sense because you know you've got all types of music everything that exists in the world a lot of the stuff in the united states came from other countries yep we took it as our own we made it you know different whatever but it's still the the origin of it is other countries stand-up comedy's origin is the united states and one thing which i think is kind of cool and one thing about it is when it's starting out a lot of it was like a lot obviously a lot of male comedians yep. and th- during the series it talks about like oh do you what do you do seeing ma'am you're real pretty do you sing do you do this mm. and do you do that and like there was a lot of them doing comedy comedy and like you see a lot of the comedies are just almost like one-liners like rodney dangerfield mm-hmm. talking about like my wife this and my wife that so and there's like certain places where you go and use certain language and then it's amazing because everybody used to have to work clean and then yep. like someone like lenny bruce who um was an amazing comedian because a lot of people took from lenny bruce and but it was some of some you forgot how cheesy the comedy was oh yeah and then now like i, I just listened to the podcast with whitney cummings and bill burr she has yep. a show and it's pretty funny and then and he was talking he was talking about that and he was talking about how um he started his own production company to help do specials for comedians because of how they would get ripped off right because they would find out what their budget is like and they were offering people well, let me know what their budget is i'll give you five grand to know what it is right and i just couldn't believe it and then a lot of and a lot of comedians we were talking about something earlier and i was like man if you don't all you if you don't know how the clubs work and how promoters work like he was talking about the money that was taken from him and which i don't at all and like that's what i'm kind of i'm trying to like in my own personal life try to take the approach that i've heard adam carolla talk about on his podcast which is work for free until you know that you deserve payment well and then i know like when i went to go see ben plitsky um at um jokers yep um like he like you would venmo him like you would send the money to like you would send the money to him and they would have the tickets for you right and so they would he'd be like all right well i sold x amount of tickets so So it's kind of like selling the personality as opposed to tickets to the club well yeah it's because it's like all right and then when i was going to do that show in seymour they said hey we're going to give you your own code people will buy from that code that way we know how many people you brought yeah so it's like, hey, we went to Seymour. He brought in 75 people. Right. And we had 100 there. So 75% Percent of the house, of the, yeah. house came from him. Yep. And, you know, because I don't know. Because some places will pay you up front. And some people be like, hey, you'll get 10% of the house or whatever it is. It all depends on what the house right. is or whatever. And that's what, um, you know. A lot of bands deal with that, too. Anybody and, listening to this, this is nothing set in stone. But this is what I wanted to talk with you about off the air about you know producing some stuff for for us and the the group and the network we know of comedians as well was the the navigating some of that stuff because i I don't know how to navigate any of that and the only person i know obviously is is ryan powell who's in a band Mm -hmm. um and because i think he's been involved in that too like hey we'll come play there or do they give you a flat rate or they Mm -hmm. give you a percentage of the house and you know and some people like you know 
think about it like when we first threw, started doing podcasting or started doing other things so like yeah whatever you want me to do i'll do it right that's because that's the way i am like i want to help i want to be a part of everything so that i can kind of see how everything works like i'm not asking for money i'm not like for example gutties the guest spot that they asked me to do they just said it was like on wednesday i was at work and i got a facebook message mm-hmm. and said hey do you want to do a couple of guest spots friday and saturday <clears throat> and i said yeah and apparently some someone else that i talked to um we are we did mention the roast battle the roast battle is coming up january 30th um i am pretty good friends with brad Riggler. i asked brad like so how do you navigate like uh when people start to pay you and he was like you don't really have to navigate it he's like people will tell you when they ask you if they're going to pay you so i've just kind of i've started going off on the aspect now at the moment i this might change as i learn more and different things but at the moment if somebody doesn't say they're going to pay me when they first ask me to do something i'm not even going to ask i'm just going to do it if i have the time and the um the availability to do it well and that's when a lot more people start doing things on their own Mm. and they're like okay so let's see if i can get people to show up here and and come listen to us while we're doing or playing a band or carry whatever you're doing yeah. and then instead of having to try to go out and because it's easy it's not easier but i mean it's it's more work i think on the front end mm-hmm. or is it the back end one way or the other it's more work for the artist but then it also you have more control over it yeah i, I agree with that because i mean that's one thing that i've always wanted to know what goes into saying um it's almost like getting married right Mm -hmm. like all right i need the reception hall the dj is this how many you know if we get the open pay for the open bar it's this we're averaging i mean and to me that's fun because it's it's almost um analytical so you can kind of see and it goes like i was actually when i was talking about the stuff that we've we've kind of uh pitched and kicked around for the juice of the morning podcast the flyover media network um it's it's fun because that would take some of the ideas we've had, I think would take advantage of the abilities and the skills that I think you have. I think that AP has, if he has time to help the the skills I have. And when it comes to business side of things, like managing people, like I'm, I feel like I do a pretty good job of that networking with people. For example, um, Brad Riggler was trying to get the timer to work um, on his computer so he bought like this little circuit board thing, hooked it up. He has a chess clock on his computer so that when a roaster is done, they're going to hit a button and then the other roaster's time will start. And we want it. And what I had told him, like <clears throat> after one of the uh, most recent roast battles, I was like, it'd be cool if the audience can see the time that the roasters have, almost like a play clock in sports. And so I was like, so that way. They know because the roasters should know how much time they have, but the audience should know too. So they can start getting excited as like the time's kind of, you know, ticking down to know that something big's going to be coming, hopefully. And so he was trying to program it. And um, with my network of people, like not to like toot my own horn, but with a network of people I know, I was, he literally texted me a video and he's like, this is what's happening. When I click this button, my computer makes this weird noise, like it's disconnecting the USB and it's reconnecting it when I click the other button. And I was like, well, I don't know how to fix that for you because I don't know about computers, but I know a guy, Jesse Riddle, that's been on the Juice of the Morning podcast that does programming for his job. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, do you think you could help him with this? And he reached out to him. 
within 20 minutes, Brad sent me another video of it working because they figured out how to do it. And now they're going to use what I suggested, which is an HDMI cord into a big screen, plug it in so that the crowd can see the time. Same thing we do right there. Yep. With exactly. The TV there. The, um, one- and I got a lot of like, I got a chub out of that, like being able to like help solve a problem. And that's what I think. Maybe stand-up comedy is not going to be, I'm not going to be the best comic in the world, but I think when I meet people, network with people, I, I get a good, I'm lucky that my brain recognizes what people are good at, and then when somebody has an issue or somebody needs help with something, I remember immediately this person is good at that, so I'm going to try to pair them with that person. Yeah, the only thing I suggest for the roast battle is, so if there's a tie, mm-hmm. you have a you have a coin toss, and then you have a sun death roast off. Like, I think that'd be great. Well, until somebody can't do no. anything else. No, just based on crowd reaction. Yep. So you flip it coin. I go first. Mm-hmm. I have to say something against you. Yep. You have 10, 15 seconds to say something. If you miss and the other person gets it, it's just sudden death. Yeah. Just over that way. Instead of letting it really go to right. like in, in, another get, minute. Well, if the, I'm talking about if the crowd's really into it yeah. and the crowd can't pick like, then it should just be sudden death. All right, uh, AP came and rescued us. <laughs> hopefully, we've hopefully. got the audio going right now. Hopefully, we'll see. I'm glad we'll you see. got to join for the last like 15 minutes of the podcast. Right? Oh, Just I, get to a fucking hour and wrap it up. <laughs> we're at 53 minutes. I'm glad to be here, guys. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing this from now on if we don't use like YouTube or anything. Yeah, it, it looks cool, right? Yeah, it looks like my heart. If you notice, uh, my little like line is a lot louder than yours, BJ. Yeah. Yep. Do you just turn me up, or is that just no, the way it is? It's um, I don't know. I it just because I know when I get done with this, like I put myself adjustment at eleven. I'll put you at like a seven, um, and then that way it all balances out that way. But AP, I wanted to tell you guys, uh, I really enjoyed the Smugcast episode. Oh, did you? Good deal. Um, good, good. It was cool to hear you guys. <laughs> I feel like it was cool to hear you guys, like actually, like pumped up and like. It's a, just a different energy than when, you know, it's not a negative energy. That He's calling me DJs. boring. No, it's not negative that you're doing the show that you're doing. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and I like it. I'm, no, I was, no, it it's refreshing to hear. It's it's absolutely different. I mean, it's it, it's it was fun to come in and do. Yeah. But to get back on that schedule. No, yeah. It's I, like there ain't no fucking way. Dude, it takes a lot of energy, too. Oh, it does, man. It I, You know, you get done with a show like that. And I mean, and it was always this way. But, you know, because we do, we, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to say we get crazy, but we do bring a different level of energy to something like that, you then, know, to where you're, you're on fucking edge the entire time you're doing that show okay. because you're, you want to be sharp. You want to come mm-hmm. up with that next good one liner. Yep. And when you get done, you're just like, I just want a beer. I don't want to go to the fuck to bed. <laughs> and then there's times you can go to bed because you're laughing. You have, and you have this, you know. Oh, the, yeah. And then there's been times when we did Smugcast. I think I went home and. I think I fell asleep to like two thirty in the morning, and I was just like, "Yep." Well, it's hard to go to bed when you get jacked up like that. Yeah, at least oh, in my it, opinion. No, it is. And th- there was a there was a lot of times there. I don't know. Eh, yeah, kind of towards the end, about the last six months, <clears throat> uh, there was a point where my my uh, kids were playing basketball. Mm. Well, those games are on Saturdays. You know, we were doing Friday nights. Yeah. Well, some of those games were like eight a.m. games. And you're like, and I'm getting home. That. Yeah, I'm getting home at like one o'clock in the morning, and then not being able to actually sleep mm-hmm. until two, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and then I'm getting up at six thirty to go to a basketball game. <laughs> yeah, I'm up going to work. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it was just brutal. 
So when we did them on Sundays was probably, you know, as far as that goes was the best because you had all day to recover, yeah, and, you know, right. and calm down. And, but, but and then I feel like when we started recording at night or whatever, like we would do those special Friday nights if we have a guest and I feel like those shows were better because we were amped up from the day or, yep. we, were, oh, yeah. or we were pissed off. A little from the loopy day. maybe because yeah. you're yeah. Uh, worn out too. And, well, then you, and then you go through and try to do on Sundays. It's like Sundays at one o'clock and you it's know. It's like the day you're off yeah. and you just want to relax. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and that's what, I mean, the the schedule like that I've talked with BJ about for the Juice of the Morning podcast. I want to go to where, and I don't know if it's going to ever work, but I want to go once a month and just record like three or four hours, like take breaks but then I'm done for the month, and then I can actually enjoy our weekends. Yeah, well, especially I mean, with a little with a kid coming too. Like, yeah, I also it's, have talked it's to definitely going to change <laughs> some yeah. shit. I talked to Jen, and like we had a uh, not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but it was I'm going to have to cut some shit out. Yeah, is basically what because I and I told her that not. Yeah, I'm, I'm preemptively striking. I'm not letting her come at me and tell me I need to cut stuff out. I told her I was like. I need to change the schedule or I need to cut out some of the hobbies because I know you're not going to be letting me do all the stuff that I do right now when I have the little one there too. No, you're absolutely right. And it's funny that you bring that up because my wife just said the same thing about you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Does she tell you to stop shaving your legs? I don't shave my legs. You sure? You, look at his, look at his, look at this his. one. Dude, that's my numb leg. Hair doesn't grow on that because I got shot. <laughs> it's, it's definitely just dead all right through here that's why there's no hair there is that why you shave the other side of the match i don't shave anything on my legs man <laughs> don't be weird i'm not being weird i just looked down and saw the glare of the sun i was like where's this hair at <laughs> no um because i was like he has a beard you know i've seen his, his dude, chest I'm hair and, yeah stuck. then i look at your legs I just bought a back blade did you one of those things <laughs> yeah. so i could shave my back myself i don't have to ask jen to do it anymore yeah i'll yeah. just do it, do it just, myself just wait you just uh, you'll give up at like 39 40 like, yeah, i don't care about that oh he'll start to slowly give up once he has the kid <laughs> like i started noticing like i never had skin tags before i found like four and i'm like where did these come dude, from dude i got one right on my nut do you <laughs> not even kidding man i was just one day i was like man what the fuck is this thing can you pull them off and not get hurt no no i've you got can. dude you i've can. got i've got one on my nipple this real tiny one and it's been there forever dude and if you even remotely like try to pinch it dude i it feels like somebody's trying to stab you in the dick because i had one come off because i was shaving didn't see and i just cut it off because i didn't oh, really have shit. it yeah it didn't you really a lot didn't you not really really uh-uh. they got stuff now where that you can that will you can like put on put it, it on it and it'll yeah and it'll it'll come i tried off. it with a, i could imagine you putting that on your balls oh no it's just staying there it's my little buddy <laughs> i got a can of we can robert i'm gonna try a can of air upside down and freeze it oh and pull shit it. dude those leave a mark for a couple days damn yeah well anytime you freeze skin it, it tends to fuck it up we used to do that when people were on fo- the phone at work and turn upside down and spray them while they're talking <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> see if they Burn their face? No, um, I wouldn't do it on their face. Oh, okay, that would be. I didn't know. I'd do it on the back of their neck. Oh, uh, okay. And then we even throw, better. We throw cups of water in people's faces while they're on the phone. <laughs> Man, let me ask. Let me ask you this. So, so you, did you do your first show? Your first yeah. comedy show? Well, so how- it was the first uh, paid. Not I didn't get paid, but like people paid to go in. Yeah. And uh, Friday night was the first one. Saturday was the second one. First one, very kind of small crowd, but yeah. uh, it went okay. Yesterday went really well, except for I had about six seconds that I kind of felt like I lost where I was at. Oh, yeah. And if that wouldn't have, if I could cut that out, it would have been the best one I've done so far. Yeah. But it was like 
the twelfth time twelfth time I've been on stage because I'm keeping track of every time I go on stage. <laughs> Dates, <laughs> big shit. It was. And then this show this Saturday is with Calvin Devon. Yeah, that's, that's the that big one's, one. That one's going to be bigger. And I think I'm going to actually what I what I want to tell you guys and what I've told other people is uh, the bigger the crowd and the bigger the moment has been more relaxing to me. That first show on Friday. I even got up there and I could tell like uh, like I could feel like my voice like was like, oh, yeah. quivering yeah. and I was like what what the hell is happening here yeah. I've never had that happen even when I first started and I think it was there was two kids in the audience because it was a it's a family friendly place at Gutty's in Greenwood it's a dry comedy place so they don't have beer or alcohol but they have like snacks drinks food things like that and you can bring your kids and family so it's a it's a clean show clean show yeah oh shit and uh i think that's what threw me off was the two kids are in the front fucking row and i like i as soon as i saw the two kids i was like not that my i i don't think my comedy's inappropriate or anything i don't really even say cuss words and most of the stuff that i have i can like i can throw them in there to make it a little bit funnier or whatever but seeing the two kids i was like Everything I talk they, about has nothing to do with kids. They're not going to fucking laugh at this, and they're not going to care. Or were they just and, with their mom? They were with, one was with a dad, and the other was with like their grandparents. Oh, uh, they should be like, hey, you know what my favorite game was growing up? Hey, when my dad ever going to come back home? <laughs> <laughs> you guys play that? <laughs> but no, that's uh, clean. It went well, it was fun. Um, but this one, like I said, this one coming up is going to be probably the biggest one we've. I'm done actually so going far. to Newcastle to watch. Yeah, it's about thirty minutes away, forty minutes away. Yeah. yeah. What's so what's what's the one this what's the one Saturday then? What's it? Saturday is the Rain Tree one. That's the one in Newcastle. Calvin Devon. Yeah, Calvin uh, Devon. Oh, Brian got you, Miller. got you, yep. got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be good. It'll. I think it'll be great actually. How much is it to get in? it's five bucks okay so you're paying for my ticket i'll pay pay your cover i'm not worried about it it's part of one of my jokes man (laughs) he used my joke and is uh that i helped him write at a stand-up which was pretty cool oh yeah yeah well that's it makes two of us that have used shit you've gave us (laughs) (laughs) so and then wednesday uh we talked about earlier and then uh wednesday is a kettle uh kettle kettle top top. yeah yeah i'm gonna practice uh, hosting a kettle top again uh, my actually first paid gig is going to be february 7th i'm going to be hosting at level up in irvington which is close to downtown uh, by dallas yeah, yeah. Yep. uh but i'm going to be ha- uh, hosting that um apparently i'm going to be asked a lot more of for that show than i am at the rain tree show he's like talking to me about i'm gonna have to organize a seating i gotta do the comic meeting what go, but that makes sense because i'm actually getting paid so oh i should i should tell him like you know i i get that i understand it but at yeah. the same time i was like i didn't i don't know how to run that like and i'm not going to be able to is pick Dar- out the order of the comedians like, is darren on that show i don't know if he, it, I don't know yet. It's February 7th. Tony Sanders, I believe, which this is all up in the air. So if anybody listening to this gets pissed off at me, I don't really know who's headlining. I just heard that Tony Sanders is going to be ho- headlining. And he's a very hilarious comedian that I just saw recently. So I went to high school with him. Really? I don't know. I went to high school with a kid named Tony Sanders. <laughs> I went with a kid named Floyd Sanders. We, he was a what we call a hood kid. Hood kid. Hood kid. A little hood brat. His dad was a boxer. Oh. Gotcha. And like he was one of those guys that had his heyday, but after the boxing career kind of went like Tyson, like no money. Then no he started money. beating his kids instead of other so grown he, adults. So he opened up maybe. A, a, he, so he opened Sorry. up a, a weed resort then, <laughs> right? Yeah, isn't that what Tyson did? Yeah, I know. He, yeah, what is a weed? Well, it's right. a resort where you can smoke weed. No, <laughs> thanks. Hence, weed resort. 
But who wants to sit around and smoke weed all I get the whole point of smoking weed. I have no problem with whatever. But my point is, like, after a while, it's like, can we do something else? Well, I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to be where you're just sitting around. I mean, I think. I think it they just. Take I think you to it a just, dome for like a laser show. Well, I think it just means that you're <laughs> allowed to smoke it there because yeah. see a lot of a lot of places, even in Colorado, like you're not allowed to do it in public, and yeah. that includes like resorts and shit like. I that. I like that dude in in Michigan who in the pizza shop smoking out front of a shop. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I don't, uh, it says eight feet in front of the doors for cigarettes, I guess. Blunts don't count. No. He probably does really well at the pizza place, though. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good so, dude. was he the owner? Yeah. Okay. He was yeah. in Ann Arbor, yeah. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. But he, he looked younger than us. What? He's just chilling, man. Having I mean, a good time, making it, pizzas, and smoking some blunts. I mean, I, and I bet up there, I mean, I bet it really doesn't take that much to open a pizza shop. Yeah, it's right on Stadium Drive, pretty close to the, the college, so. Um, it's, yeah, that's prime location right there. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I didn't ask him a whole lot of questions because I was like, I didn't want to sit around. Like when someone else is getting high and you're talking to him and you're not getting high, and it's like, eh, does he want to get high with you? Do I offer? You know, oh, yeah. it's just that weird, awkward conversation that you have with somebody. I just always make it more awkward and tell them that I don't smoke weed, and then they're like, okay, I'm a, I'm a narc actually. And then they, that's where they started like they yeah. start looking at you like you're gonna tell on them or something. Yeah. Like, you you call some, the cops. Get some coke. I, I, uh, no, I mean, in your pizza shop, you're getting Coca-Cola. <laughs> like, yeah, it's in the back in, in drums. <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious that it's weird. Indiana is going to be the last state to get it surpassed. Um, and, and, and I'm hoping they pass it so we can get the potholes fixed, like I said before. Well, I mean, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's the, the, biggest, the biggest hurdle that Indiana has is that it will always be a red state. Right. Um, and I, I think it if we can if if Indiana could get somebody in as governor who is a little more uh, libertarian thinking, right. you know, I mean, still kind of has that but you know, fiscally conservative thing. Um, Ohio usually went red, too, though. Yeah, but Ohio is a little bit more of a liberal state. I mean, Ohio even has uh, I mean, they have I mean, they have legal kratom. I mean, right. Indiana doesn't even have that. Yeah, because they know Ohio's depressing to live in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but if I mean, if we could get somebody in that was a little, little more liberal, it would be okay. But still, the problem is, if if Indiana legalizes it, um, like we still can't smoke it, right? Because we just actually are. Because like part of the company that I work for. Um, full-time you know my full-time job not the real estate um we have a bunch of um locations in illinois right well they just went they just went recreational right january 1st and a memo came out friday uh from the i don't know head safety guy or i don't know what the fuck he is he's an asshole whatever it is um saying that regardless of illinois law uh, company policy still states that uh, you are not allowed to have any kind of drug in your system. THC, you know, went on to list all about it and uh, said that. So if if someone is to test positive, you know, it, it is in your right as an employer to, you know, either get them help, uh, fire them or in some way discipline them. Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the company I work for does a lot of that drug testing stuff. And there was somebody that came from Colorado to help out their company or whatever with opening a new location. Somebody ratted on them because they said their hotel room smelled like marijuana. 
they came in to get drug tested at our company and the guy was like this is bullshit like it's legal in our state and it was like but it's not you sign a contract to work for a company and in their handbook it says that you're not allowed to smoke so yeah sorry about you well and to that uh there i think i want to say i want to say it's been three states it may have only been two no i think it's three three of the states that have recreational i know one of them is nevada for sure um, but they've made it a state law that says that an employer cannot test you for uh, cannabis. Right. My wife actually works in HR, and she's saying that that's going through a whole big thing in the HR community because some companies are testing for it. Like other companies are getting pressure to like not test for it. Yeah. So I've even seen some companies come in and they have like a panel of drugs that they test for, but they don't test for THC. So they test for everything else, but THC. Well, and I tried to explain it to uh, my uncle, which he's, um, he's, I don't want to say he's a higher up, but he's kind of a higher up Mm -hmm. uh, at a company. And um, it's kind of like the company that I work for. And uh, they do randoms. And I, I was, he was sitting there telling me about, we were talking about it on vacation and he's telling me about, Oh, we will bust this person, this, you know, we can do that. You know, I was like, look, I was like, you're only testing for one thing. Mm. He's like, no, 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 we're testing for everything. And I was like, no, you're not. I said, because a smart person knows that they can do whatever drug they want to do on Friday night and come Monday, it ain't going to be in their system. There's only one drug that will stay in your system longer than 36 hours. And that's pot. It's the only one. I said, so you can't, I said, so you're, I said, you can sit here and tell me that you're testing for all this shit, but unless you're testing them on Saturday, I was like, you're not going to, you're not going to pop a smart employee who likes to get high. You're You're not going to pop that person. You're going to get rid of the dumbasses. Yeah, you are. And which is, which is completely fine, (laughs) you know? And he was like, well, not if I come right out to their equipment and, and do it on the spot. And I was like, you're still only testing for one thing. Right. I was like, other than that, it's a dumb employee and fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if you're, it depends on if you're the owner of the place. Like, you technically have to use a third party facility. If not, then the employee could be like, hey, like you know, like this, yeah. this was not done right. Like, I had three randoms in one year, my last job, and I was like, I don't use drugs, and so why do, why do I keep getting randoms for? And I was getting pissed oh, off about it, dude. I got tested. Um, what was it? Eighteen times in i think it, i think it was like a 24 month period or it was a 12 month period yeah no it wasn't 12 actually it was a, uh, it was um it was 18 times in 24 months jesus at one point in time and i actually got tested three times in 30 days at one point because i well one of them was because i cut my arm open but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i understand that if you get hurt at work and uh, liability issues and stuff like that but I don't know. I just feel like people are, if you're going to give what you're supposed to do, our use work, if you got hurt, you're supposed to take them right away to get. Yeah, we have, we have to. Yeah. You, you get taken immediately. But a random, they gave you 24 hours. That's Um, interesting because a lot of randoms, they give you like hour and a half or it's got to be done by that end of that business day. Well, I, I would say I'm like, so you, I go and I was like, they're like, well, you need to go today. I was like, I have no one here to cover the store. I have to do deliveries. Are you going to come to them? Like, no. And I'm like, well, I'll fucking go tomorrow. Yeah, when our we used to up till about two years ago, they used to bring the piss wagon as we called it mm-hmm. to our to our location, and you like tested they, there about an hour before you were getting tested. Like somebody would holler at you and say, "Hey, you know they're gonna be here in a little bit. Need you to come up here." Like, all right, yeah. And if and if you couldn't go, <clears throat> you had to sit in the trailer with them until you thought you could. Yep. 
People have to so do stupid. that. Yeah, people have to do that in my company. Yeah. Too. You get three hours. Yeah. Because uh, physically, <clears throat> physically, if you drink 40, ounce of, 40 ounces of water, you should have to pee in a three-hour period. And if you can't, there, there's even another protocol that you go through where they have to talk with the physician because the physician can say, well, this person has like a kidney issue or something like that. Yeah. So I can actually like let them pass that three hours. But if it's a certain type of test, they can't leave the building. They actually still have to like, you have to extend the time and just let them still sit. And well, there's water. certain, there's certain people you walk in there and your penis just doesn't want to work. Have you seen some of the people that work in some of these places? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the last one I had, she looked like, and and I was, she was like, I was like, are you, do you have to be in here with me? She's like, no. I was like, do you want to be <laughs> <laughs> creeping her out? Huh? Oh yeah. She was like, she was like two bills. It's fine. Nice. I, Ooh. I would have took her down. <laughs> had her face down the toilet. Big game hunting. Well, right. she just looked like she did not want to be there whatsoever. Right. She's like, just go back here and pee. And I was like, are you not going to watch me? I was like, do I have to do this thing? No, no. And I'm like, like, well, man. most, like, I would say 90%, 95% drug screens, they don't expect you to be observed. Certain places I've heard there's of, very, like, there's, yeah. It's, like just, it's just the type. Like, for example, the regulated ones, if you drive, like, a truck or you transport yeah. people, um, those don't have to be observed unless somebody comes out and it's out of temperature. Then they have to go directly back in, and you have to observe them. Well, I yeah, usually I still pull my pants down to my ankles and take my shirt off. Oh, also yes, also return to work. So if they're like off of work because of injury and they are going back to work, you have to observe too, because they have more time to I think prepare a fake sample. Um, reasonable suspicion a lot. You have to observe those. I hate that's one of my there for about six months weekly. There was a guy that. You know, it was random throughout the week, but it was going to be Monday through Friday. I didn't know when it was going to be, but he'd be there right when we opened our doors. And I had to observe him pee because there was no other males at the clinic at that time. And it has to be a male. If it's a male, if it's a female, it's got to be a female. And uh, every time I started my day off at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning, just looking at this guy's dick. And then he would tell me he couldn't pee. He'd wait three hours because he's getting paid on the clock for three hours, and then oh, he would shit. then he would be like, "All right, I can go," and then I would go and stare at his dick again. So let me so let me ask the the obvious question here: <clears throat> Have you developed any like pee fetishes? <laughs> no, actually, it's the opposite. It's uh, <laughs> don't ever want to see it. Don't even really like watching myself pee. To be honest yeah. with you, see, uh, I, I used to have I had a buddy um, that I used to pass a piss test for every year. Um, but he, they, they would get a letter in the mail and said, you have 30 days to do this test. That's crazy that they give him 30. Yeah. Days. And uh, that's unions for you. <laughs> and, um, he would call me up cause he knew, I, I mean, I've been clean for a long time mm. and, uh, <laughs> um, he, he would come like to work one morning and I would just take like a Gatorade bottle, you know, wash it out, piss in it. And then he would take it and he used to just put it in a bottle and strap it to his leg yeah. and then get the, um, Oh, the Thermacare. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the back Hand wrap. I, well, no, it's it's like the back okay. wrap where it'll strap to you. Yeah. It was like it was the only one that would actually keep it at like 98.6 right degrees. Yeah. And he would strap it to the inside of his leg and he would go go in and he'd open it up, pour it in there, put yep. it back, and he would pass his piss test every year. Yep. Dude, I had a kid that uh, I went to high school with and his dad was in a union and his dad 
used to he would the kid would pee for his dad (laughs) yeah and uh we used to always like because in high school we we smoked and like we were all on the football team everybody like partied and had a good time and it was this one kid we'd always like offer it to him and he's like nah man i gotta pee for my dad yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like that's gotta be like one of the most at the time it was just kind of funny but like when you look back on it as an adult you're probably like that's probably pretty scarring oh yeah you're oh yeah pissing for your dad to keep his job could you imagine if he did piss dirty is that (laughs) he lose your job he loses his house it's all because the kid dude I, i can't tell you how many times i've had to piss in a visine bottle for people oh my god I can't. Every time I take, I have to take that uh, piss test for the doctor. I got to do it in February or whatever. Every time I take it, I'd be like, I don't know if I'm good or not, even though I know I'm good. Yeah. Just because you never know. You yeah. Know, you just yeah. never know what can happen. And the doctor's office is funny. They're supposed to be testing you for what's in your system. And it's like, yeah, go in the room and just put it in there. And they just joke about it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And now I remember, and I was like, so what can I not test positive for? He's like, well, just make sure. Because it measures your milligrams of medicine you take, right? Yeah. And like he wasn't too much on weed. He's like, I really look for like coke and crack and PCP. Yeah. You know, like Jesus. He's like, he's like, he had one of his people come in and like test positive for coke. <laughs> he's like, yeah, because with their DA license, and they're just like getting worse and worse now because insurances don't want to cover certain medicines oh, anymore. Yeah. You know why? Because a new medicine just came out that helps with opiate addiction. And it was created by a pharmaceutical company. So now we got them hooked on it. Now we have a new way to make money the other way. Right. And it's not Suboxone. Get them off yeah. it. It's the same company, too. Yep. Is it? Yeah. The same company that pumped them out. Yeah. Same company. Hey, we have a cure now. Isn't it, isn't it the company that made um, Oxycontin? I, I might have been. That was Purdue Pharma. I know that. Yeah. Well, they filed bankruptcy to protect against having to pay out. So if that's the case, who owes me money for my opiate addiction? Because they put me on it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna call like class action next lawsuit. time at three in the morning. Like, hey, you could check my 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 chart. I've been on them for eleven years. Yeah, where's my money at? <laughs> right. I'll get checked for like two dollars and seventy six cents after they settle for like ten billion dollars. Yeah, because there's that many people that are hooked on them. <laughs> and you get a check, and you get a check. So, all right. 2020 is going to be a exciting year. I hope we're all here at the end of 2020. Um, that's not ominous. That's just positive <laughs> it did, it thinking. Did sound kind of ominous. A little though. bit. A little like, bit. Uh, all three of us. Uh, you, know, you never one know. One in three chance that uh, one of us is. You never make know it. who's going to quit podcasting or start a new podcast right. or or whether all of a sudden now you want to be a comedian and all of a sudden next you're going to become <laughs> want to become a pilot. <laughs> Because you can't stand to be at home with your wife and kids, so you're trying to do, you're trying to do something that you can get out of the house. I can't, I can't hear you, babe. I'm in the, I'm in the plane. No, that's uh, not, yeah. not the plane. It's just me motorboating some chicks' teeth. <laughs> no, I am looking forward to 2020, though. Uh, this is the first episode in the news in the studio since the year has changed, and the program's still running fine. Now this is horseshit. Hey, it's good. AP came in. He helped yeah. it out. How long, how long have we been it's going? It's only been going one? for like 15 minutes, though, so it's probably it? about to do it right now. No, it did it after seven minutes last uh, time. Okay. Remember, it kept That's doing right. it. Yep. Right. So, But he deleted the other programs, and so we should be good. But um, uh, What else do we got? I mean, you got the flyover media, so who all is on there right now? Because you added some stuff. So I haven't. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, so... 
on Tuesdays now, Tina and Doe show will be out every Tuesday. That is Armando and Tina. Have You've they heard? put it out on the the web already? Yeah, it's it, it, it's can out. I subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe now. It's just not on Apple yet. They're waiting for their Apple approval, so yeah, they haven't really had they haven't really have had a launch date yet. Right. Um, so that's on Tuesdays. We have movie review on Wednesdays. Uh, we have my uh, my show on Monday. And then we have Calvin Devon fly, uh, off the cuff on thir- Thursdays. So we still have a Friday slot open. Slide on in. I could always just change mine to that if you want. What, Friday? Fridays. No, you can stay on Mondays. <laughs> I mean, we're putting the same show out that we did now on both our channels. <laughs> just because I don't feel like doing it. Just to the, save time. That and the, yeah, because I thought, well, we'll bust this out an hour. Then I'll bust mine out. And he got here. And I'm like, dude, let's just put it all together. Yep. I it's a crossover do, episode. So oh, yeah. I still have to do movie review tonight. Well, we'll know then if it actually works or not. <laughs> yeah, that's it started um, when we did movie review last Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. We did it. Yeah, and then Tina and Doe were here. So I mean, but we have a technical advisor in uh, AP. Yep. <laughs> so it goes me, then AP, and then Ryan Powell. There you go. That's that's the steps that it goes to. All right, well, I've got the show at Rain Tree Inn on January 11th. I've got the Roast Battle January 30th, where I'm going to destroy Dustin, dude. I've got so much stuff written. I've got, got a lot of help, too, and I know he's going to come at me with like jokes about getting help from people, but I've just been doing the right thing. I'm uh, coming for the win. And then uh, February 7th is another show that I got. So He he sent me a message. He said, he was like, you ever notice that Juice looks like a step, built like a stepmom? Built like a stepmom. Yeah, you have the skinny legs and you have this weird torso working up. Yeah, that's weak. He can he he needs to go back to the drawing board on that one because <laughs> he looks like a weeble wobble because he won't fall down. A weeble wobble. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I, I just think oh, at, by, at the end, I think they're going to have a moment where they just look deep in each other's eyes and they have a passionate kiss. I'm just oh, really I'm, hoping that my school stuff is not offensive to the crowd. Oh shit. <laughs> can it be worse than what i said <laughs> yeah let's not let's not repeat that one which one any of them all right <laughs> one once one what specific i told her i said it to roller when i was down there in the studio and he was like ha, that's funny what yeah oh wow okay well well i i used to yeah because we went down to real fast yeah flavor media we went through shows but real fast ailman brewing we went down to that the launch down there and see more at pizza palace that's it was cool. awesome. Got to see Bo Hall. Um, got to see a bunch of people. So shout out to Josh Barry. Am uh, I ever going to meet Bo Hall? He follows me on all like all social media. We interact back and forth, but I've never even seen his face. I stole his phone when we I've were only been in, I've only seen him. I've only been with him once in person. He he's here, he's right? very active on yeah. social media. Oh, yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out what he even looks like. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I, just normal. Because I think I think we're even on Facebook. Like, yeah, I, I don't think I've even looked at his pictures. I like how yeah. he says, "Hey, man." I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. He was down there. He was down there with his girlfriend, um, very nice lady. Um, and then Broler was down there. Mom was down there. Hashtag Craig was down there. So it was a good time. And they have a pizza buffet. Mm. Mm. It's so scrumptious. Mm. Pizza w- warm in my mouth. Mm, I like that. That's all that I got for 2020. Uh, it'll probably just be all downhill from here. <laughs> 2020 will be good. Oh, by the way, go Eagles. They're going to lose, dude. They're going to lose tonight. You've been losing your whole life. <laughs> you just take victory. You take solace and victory of from other people. 
I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing that. You're successful by association. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's called? Being married. Yeah. <laughs> My wife does well. <laughs> My wife. Damn it. Fucking Saints lost. Uh, it's good, though, because it was the under, and I've got I a four-team parlay. I had, I had a three. Unders all of the games. Wait, are, you betting, three. are you betting now? Oh, yeah. I had a three, and I bet that was that. this was the last one, and I bet the over, 49 yep. and a half. I just need Seattle to pull it out. Like, Seattle and uh you guys Eagles. all fucking degenerates now? Dude, I'm bad. Yeah. I woke up at like four in the morning the other day and put in some bets because I was pissed that I lost three bets. Yep. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw $2 here, $3 there, $5 here, 10 bucks here. Jesus. <laughs> See, what's the only, only thing I do is just supersize all my meals. <laughs> That's where my money goes. Like, if, do, There's uh, no way that I'm smarter than Vegas. <laughs> there's no way. I went on a little run where I got up to like 200 bucks and I put in 20 and I withdrew the 200 and I've lost ever since then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I put in another 20, lost everything I put in since then. See, I put in I put in 50 starting out just to, and I actually put it on betrivers.com instead of the, the Is app. Is that good? I, I switched to FanDuel. Yeah. I use um, DraftKings and FanDuel. Because I'm an extra degenerate, and I'm my wife's older brother is real big into gambling. He's like, you got to have both, because he's like, some sports books have better odds than the other. So you, if you put money on this one and you look at this one, it's better odds. Use that yeah. one. I'm like, all right, uh, dude. Now I, I ball just, sucked in. I ended up going to FanDuel just because it was easier to have it all in one yep. place. Because with the other, you had to have a geolocator, and then you had to go to the website and do it. There was oh, no wow. app. Yeah, so I eventually just I just went to FanDuel like uh, like a week week ago yeah, i'm using DraftKings and fanduel this yeah. is why i don't play fantasy football way too much stuff to keep up with <laughs> yeah way. but it makes it like i said it makes games super exciting though i don't even watch football i, I know it sounds weird i know a lot about it because i keep up i with wish it, i would have had it. money in my bank to bet because i was gonna bet tennessee but since i had already put in so many other bets i didn't have any more money in there so i couldn't i couldn't justify adding funds to my account to bet on that one but yeah. i was gonna bet the money line tennessee do we we had a bet um that was a it was a four four player parlay uh to score two touchdowns and we put uh two dollars and fifty me and the guy at work did we put two dollars and fifty cents down to win seventy three thousand dollars yeah. he probably had like fifteen thousand to one odds or something like oh that. yeah it was it was crazy what the odds were no that's great though i mean it's uh I mean, you don't realize. I just wish you guys had to deal with bookies. I just want to see when you guys not pay back your bookie. Yeah. <laughs> well, with the the app, you can't not pay them. Yeah, you they just take, take it out it immediately. Right out bank account. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. I mean, like I said, is is someone said the other day to? Oh, what the fuck? So I was watching this. What I stumbled across it. This guy said every weekend he has seven figures going through the games jesus christ and that's how he makes his living he's like you always have seven figures in play he goes you know because i have employees have to pay this person for this this person for this he's like i have around seven figures and like a sports book type guy yeah like an odds maker no he just it's just him betting on the games because there are odds makers that do that where they i mean they just have tons of money in it but they're also they're the ones making the odds they're the ones determining the lines with all their spreadsheets and it's a lot of math i'm not i'm not good at that no but it pays put an algorithm we'll go from yep. there so uh look for this show on um uh coming out on uh thanks for joining us on a monday um we just got off on that one um ap and justin are going through and making sure they're i can't even okay. get on the fucking app right now it won't <laughs> even oh. let me on 
too but, much traffic on it. Yeah. But uh, thank, thanks for joining us as always. Yeah, it's, appreciate it. It's been great having you here. Justin, good to see you thanks as always. Thanks for helping out, BJ. AP, thanks for showing up. Yeah. And, uh, Glad we, it's still running. Yeah, we will see you next week, kids. Do you like zombies, video games, and risking your life from the comfort of your own home? Then tune in to Ashley's Zombie Saturdays, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, only on Magic Squirrel Network. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice in the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code JUICE10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code JUICE10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today.